0: This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Berunias. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey, so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. you always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. Welcome. I'm happy to have you here tuning in because today I'm really excited about sharing this episode with you about dreaming. So this will be a conversation with Gary Van Warmerdam from pathwaytohappiness.com where we together dive into this topic that is very close to our hearts. It's pretty much embedded into everything that we teach others um, in how we live our lives. But we don't really talk about it this much, um, that much in this way, and using the word dreaming with capital D. So we're going to try and break this down for you. And first of all, answer the question, what is dreaming? What do we mean when we use that word? What is the dreamer with a capital D? And also break apart that notion that There are different ways of dreaming. We're all dreaming all the time, but most of us are the unconscious dreamer. The dream is dreaming us. And then what does the process look like to wake up from that dream and kind of realize that you're dreaming and becoming the conscious dreamer where you can dream outside the old box of the mind, outside the mind itself, And experience yourself as consciousness, experiencing other people, beings, nature, places as consciousness and connect with them. So in there we're definitely going to touch on that process of moving from the hunter where you become skeptical about the program of your mind, your thoughts and you start taking the beliefs apart And moving from that hunter role into the dreamer role. So what that might look like and why you want to do that. And I'll share some stories about my first experiences of dreaming while going to the power journey in Teotihuacan, Mexico. And Gary will also share some stories about his first experiences with dreaming and how the mind was resisting and being skeptical about that whole experience and we want to leave you with some practical ways of practicing dreaming how can you remind yourself to become better at dreaming throughout your day so with that I hope you're getting some good pieces out of this conversation it turned to be pretty long. So we decided to cut it into two episodes. So this will be part one. And part two will be out next week. Okay, let's dive in.
1: What is dreaming?
0: What is dreaming? That's a good first question if we're going to dive deep into this topic.
1: Just to spend two weeks on it
0: yeah this is a topic that i think both you and i are very fascinated inspired
1: passionate about and one that i avoided because it's too big i don't put it i don't put it in my stuff <laughs> i stopped using the word because it's abstract and i have to explain it too much and yeah. people get confused and so when you said let's do a podcast i was like like a 4 hour one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So we could talk about this for for days and weeks. And in a way we are, I mean in everything, in a lot of the things that we do in our courses, in our yeah. uh, coaching, we take people it's, dreaming.
1: It's always it's always dreaming. Yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of the big territory.
0: Yeah. So To get back to your question, what is dreaming? For me, we are always dreaming. That's how we experience the world around us. That's how we experience ourselves. That's how we experience other people, by dreaming. And either we can be consciously dreaming or the dream is dreaming us. We're being dreamt. So what, one of the big pieces that I want to talk about today is to become that conscious dreamer, the dreamer with a capital D, like when you're creating a conscious dream,
1: the way you want,
0: the way you want, but in there, you first need to realize that you are dreaming. (laughs) That this is a dream, and that you are dreaming. So for me, the, the that dreaming process, or what dreaming can look like when you become the conscious dreamer, is often that you start realizing that you can dream yourself outside of the old program of the mind. That you can dream yourself outside of the old unconscious beliefs, the belief structures that you've been operating by.
1: Yeah, change who you are, change what you do, change how you feel.
0: Yeah, and just realize that they are beliefs. There are a set of rules, agreements, that you have put your faith in.
1: Yeah, that you don't have to
0: follow. That might not be true. So that's like the first, Becoming the dreamer of a different dream, a different dream than what you've been conditioned with, programmed with. But then there's so much more. You can dream yourself outside of the thinking mind altogether. So first you can expand that old dream bubble, that old box that you had of the old program, and you can dream yourself outside of that into a different program, into a different dream. But to me, it goes further. You can also dream yourself outside of the thinking mind. You can dream yourself as consciousness. You can, and that's when it starts to become really interesting for me, because now you unidentify. You step out of the old identification with the mind.
1: Okay, can we we back up? Because I think... I want to give a frame for people and say, cause they're like, Oh, we were talking about dreaming, they might not be sure. Like everything that goes on in, let's include in dreaming, everything that goes on in your thinking, everything that goes on in your imagination, uh, your memories are a dream that you can go visit, how you picture the future, the narrator stories in your head are a dream. So the world internally that your mind is running is all a dream. And there's, that's that's the language we'll use it in. And and you can have dreams at night where you have a whole world and it feels like reality. You can have dreams during the day with your eyes open. You know, you kind of imagine what's gonna happen during the day. And in a way, the way your mind assembles the world outside, uh, you, you, you look at whatever's in front of you, the mind is creating the a, a picture of what the world outside is. Mm-hmm. And that is also a dream. And... You know my background. Miguel would always say, like that dream outside the reality, what we we'll call reality, has a frame. It's like there's things in that dream that are fixed. Uh,
0: what would they be? What's fixed? Good question.
1: That's one of my questions. I'm going to ask him next time I talk to him. Uh, <laughs> I think of the frame as how how the Earth spins and the sun shines and the 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 you know, the, the cycle of the day planets. The cycle of
0: the seasons, the cycle of the, like how the planets are moving around each other, how the universe is created and structured.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a certain physics to, uh, to, to the frame. Yeah. Okay. To frame our dream. Time Time is part of the frame. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, A construct within the dream that keeps the dream together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um so, so when you're you you close your eyes, your mind is dreaming, and when your eyes are open and you look out at the world, you have all this reference matter uh for a dream, you know, you're looking at the frame, which then you can build all stories and, and narrative ideas on top of. So so that's that's the big buffet. Yeah. All right. So now you're talking about the interesting part is then when you detach from my pick up where you left off, detach from the identification of the mind. Yeah. And you change what you're dreaming.
0: Yeah. But I, I like this, I like this step back that you did and give it the bigger picture because like how when I say then, okay, we're dreaming all the time, what does that look like? So that's that's a really good image to give. What does that look like? And I want to expand a little bit more on that before we move into, okay, so what does it mean then to become the conscious dreamer? It, it, yeah, and take kind of control and intent over your dream. Mm-hmm. But let, let's explore this a little bit more. Okay, so we're dreaming all the time. So what, and you touched on it, but what is the difference between... A nighttime dream and a dream during the day when we're awake.
1: A nighttime dream, uh, you don't have the reference of the outside world. You don't have the frame. Mm-hmm. So you don't have time, mm-hmm. for instance. So you can have a dream that like, goes on seemingly for days or a long, long time in that world that in reference frame... Outside time is five minutes. Yeah. Okay. But it, in in that imagined eyes closed world, well, right. that inside dream, you don't have gravity. You want to fly. You if you become aware that you're dreaming, so this is the difference. Become conscious become lucid or conscious. You're like, oh, this is a dream. Oh, I don't have to abide by the <laughs> the frame. Um, I'm gonna go flying. Yeah. You know, or I want this to happen and you can make things appear and dissolve or somebody's chasing you. You're like, you can puff them away, you know, with your breath. You know, it's like you have everything in that dream is your construct mm-hmm. is made by you and you can change it. That's what you can do in a conscious yeah. lucid dream. That's so in a
0: nighttime dream and then when you practice lucid dreaming and you become aware that you're dreaming... Then you're the creator of the dream. You realize that you're a director. You're the director. You can change it. You can go fly. You can take it in any direction that you want. You can consciously observe it and yeah. be aware of what's going on and the, the symbols and the signals, the messages it's giving you. You, you
1: can go places. You can intend things. You can ask things to show up. You can ask guides to show up. And there's And there's always kind of these exceptions. It's like... You, Sometimes in the dream, you can't control everything because there can be things in your, in that nighttime dream that show up that aren't of your own creation. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's that. Yeah. It isn't from your own subconscious or your own things. Like you can have other people show up in your dream, for instance, and you can't change them and make them do. Do other things. They have their own. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Their own will and intent in that dream.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like in life, other people show up and they are the way they are and you can't dream them to be different. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you can dream them to be different, but it doesn't mean they're going to change. Yeah. yeah. So there are things that can show up in your lucid dream that are not.
0: Yeah. And so then, then the daytime dream, and you say then there are frames, there are constructs in there of, of rules, laws of nature, of of the mm. universe, of gravity, of time mm-hmm. that are keeping that or making that frame for that dream.
1: Yeah.
0: But then but then there are other things huh, that decide our dream that we're usually not aware of, that we're asleep to and that we can wake up to, which is the our unconscious beliefs. Yes. For example.
1: Yes. These are this is this is where the daytime dreamer is asleep. Yeah. Because you're, you're being run by these automated programs of, of stories and narratives that are mostly entirely unconscious to you. And so this is why you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And even the stories you tell yourself but expecting a different result, it's like, well, because you're being dreamed.
0: Yeah. So you're the unconscious dreamer. You're the dreamer who's asleep in your own dream, not aware that you are dreaming. Not aware that these unconscious beliefs, these agreements, these assumptions that you've made in your unconscious is directing your dream.:
1: Yeah, that your your own beliefs are directing you.
0: So then, what does waking up and realizing <laughs> that you're dreaming, what does that look like?
1: Okay, good. What does it look like? <laughs> it, well,
0: my experience is usually very uncomfortable. That's that's the first thing that I want to share.
1: <laughs> well, well, you say your experience is usually, meaning it's, it's more than once. Yes. It's not a singular event. No,
0: it's not a yeah. singular event. It's an ongoing <laughs> awakening. I think it's, yeah, it happens Over a long period of time, okay. the you, way the awakening. Can you, awakening. De- can you
1: drive your, describe your first awakening like that? It was like, oh man, it was like, oh that was a dream. I just made. I was just living a story that I didn't have to.
0: I think, in a way, I've had several awakenings throughout my life, even before I started doing, you know, the self mastery work or a conscious work like that. Mm-hmm. I can even remember times, you know, when I've. Woken up from an idea that I've had, or maybe it's been in a relationship or in a work um, situation where I've believed something and I've lived by those rules and I've applied. Yeah. But then realizing, wait a minute, does, do I have to look at it that way? So that those I would call like small awakening moments from certain beliefs. Yeah. But then the big.
1: But you, but you didn't have the language called a dream. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something similar. Yeah.
0: So, a bigger awakening moment was definitely. I mean, when I found the self mastery work and the pathway to happiness website, and started doing the practices in there, where I started realizing that. The suffering that I experienced myself in was conditioned; like it was based on a structure that I had created inside of myself, beliefs, agreements that I had made.
1: The the the, the stories in your head, the emotional cycles, yeah, were all dreams that you had made from from the past, and that were dreaming you.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that was the big, and I remember like this feeling of expansion of just like, hold on, if this is, and and at the point, at that time, I think I was still skeptical. I was like, I'm not just going to buy into this, (laughs) but okay, let's play with this idea. If this is true, what would this mean? If it's true that I've created all this, if this is all resting on a foundation of beliefs, what would that mean? Oh, so I kind of played with that thought. That would mean that if I have created it, I could change it. Oh, I like that. It gives me more power. <laughs> uh, if, if that's true, it would also mean that I could create, yeah, I could create whatever dream I wanted to. So I think that was the big awakening moment this is a dream, like seeing this is a dream. And it's almost, it's, it wasn't just analytical for me also. I, I Like I understood it, but it was like being zoomed out. It was like I whew, had this experience of just zooming out and seeing how the different beliefs that I had agreed upon, and and many of them I was not aware of yet, they were still hidden in there, but I could sense that they were there. Like this big root system, and how that root system just expanded out in all different directions.
1: You saw a bunch of them all at once. You saw like a whole system.
0: Yeah, and without really knowing what they were at that time, but just understanding that this structure is probably here.
1: This is all made up. Yes. This is all made up. Yes. So... Okay, so, so... It, you, you then felt the feeling of, okay, you realize, oh, I've been dreaming. I was asleep. Yeah. Even with all the drama, that was really powerful dreams. But this feeling of freedom, like, oh, I could change it. I can create something totally different. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think what it felt like the big awakening moment is my role shifted.
1: I am a dreamer. You're yes. talking about your identity.
0: Yes. Instead of like being having felt like that victim to all these things going on in my life, what I was feeling inside, not knowing how to change them, and kind of running after the train of trying to change and trying to read books and trying go, going to therapy and 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 like ah what do I? But not having this peace, but instead of feeling like the victim in all of that, mm-hmm. and now. The awakening was, huh? I think I'm the one who needs to change this. And <laughs> I'm the one who's got the power to change it. And just like seeing how that could be possible. What did awakening feel like for you? Realizing that you're the dreamer?
1: Which which time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Any other times. I think I I think of like unconscious awakening as you described it. Yeah. Before the work there was these awakenings, like I think of a relationship and, and breaking up and just feeling brokenhearted and all frustrated and angry and and uh what the heck was that? Mm. And you know, here was this beautiful kind of like, Oh, I'm in love and, uh, and that whittling away to tension and, and frustration and, you know, disappointment and, and hurt, you know, so yeah, so I'm going from one dream to another and then leaving and stepping out and going, what was that And but not really waking up just moving from one dream to the other. And not feeling a sense of control uh, and moving into a story of frustration and disappointment or blame or things like that about that loss of love. And so I'm in another dream about the loss of love dream
0: mm-hmm.
1: and loss of joy
0: first the dream of love and then then the yeah. dream of tension and then the dream of loss so
1: so I never woke up <laughs> well never in that in that process, mm. I just move into a different story about the previous story you know and, and that's kind of similar to a nighttime dream where you're uh you know you just move from one thing to the other and you don't have the lucidity the conscious awareness to go okay this thing's just jumped and changed why am i over here now and what happened to the person i was just talking to and uh now i'm all of a sudden doing something different you know you have to have a certain awareness this is this is this is why it's so (laughs) this is like what's the awareness level to go what's happening here yeah i'm moving from one story to another uh
0: Oh, this is so important. If you're listening, pay attention here because what you're pointing to is like when you're the unconscious dreamer, you're shifting between dreams. Yeah. You're you're jumping between dreams.
1: The thousands of thoughts a day go from one to the other. And you, you don't stop and look at one long enough to go, what are you doing here?
0: Yeah. Is this true? Are what I'm dreaming, what I'm believing in here? Is it true? Is it?
1: Yeah. What's happening? Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is my mind running one after another and then another level of awareness is like oh i begin to see it does these same patterns it's like that's the same pattern of thought and that's the same pattern of thought and i keep being drained by that pattern of thought and that judgment that pattern of thought of fear and that pattern of thought of oh this is what i have to do about it and and be a perfectionist and self-judgment and criticism of them it's like why do these things keep repeating
0: and this is how they follow in a sequence these dreams, one after the other. How one react to to the first, and a third react to the second.
1: And just like getting in love and it going into tension and hurt and blame, and then breaking heart. Like okay, well that's a cycle too of dreams. Yeah. You know they're set up to play just like the thoughts during our day. It was like, oh the 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 Guru says. <laughs> Oh, that mind is an amazing thing. It can have like 60,000 thoughts a day. But that is not the most amazing part. The most amazing part is that it will have nearly the identical 60,000 thoughts the very next day. <laughs> yeah. So it just stays in the cycle. So the dream
0: that, keeps repeating itself. The dream keeps feeding on you.
1: This is this is Maya. Yeah. Yeah, this is Maya. So, yeah, it's just like just keeps moving the goalpost and the... The, the experience and then sets you up you know, for, let's, let's do love again.
0: And then, I mean, I want to just m- m- briefly also mention characters in here, because we talk a lot about characters, like these different parts, these different identifications within your mind mm-hmm. that you have formed over time. Yeah. It's the inner judge, it's the victim, it's the hero, it's the princess, all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, we could talk about dreaming inside these different identities too, huh? Yeah. So th- it's like they carry a dream, with them, these characters, these identities oh, yeah so when you shift into the perspective of one of these characters, you're in their dream
1: yeah, and this is where we use the term you're being dreamed yes you're being dreamed by the victim, and it's like you know so part of waking up is like I'm doing a victim story, and I'm in a victim dream yeah you know, and you stop complaining and you start looking at what you're doing and that there's this com- momentum of you keep doing it. Yeah. And and it's, and it's kind of painful and sucky when your intellect realizes it.
0: <laughs> and you see your mind keep dreaming that dream and you there's not much you can do about it, but you're observing it happening.
1: You, your, your intellect is enough. You have enough awareness that you could see it. Yeah. But you don't have the personal power yet or the skills to change it.
0: So that's exactly what I mean with that. It kind of sucks that it feels really <laughs> bad when waking up <laughs> because it's not comfortable.
1: Yeah. So the first time, the first kind of conscious awakening that I was like, uh, yeah, it was after that broken heart uh, that I'm thinking of one of them <laughs> for relationships and uh, somebody had that I was talking to and they were going through recovery from, uh, a relationship with an alcoholic being married for 30 years or so and and you know and she was kind of just sharing with her process and and she had said something she had said you know at a certain point i had to take responsibility and say what is my half i wanted i i couldn't do the lies anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: i had to i had to be honest with the truth and i had to like what is my half what am i doing
0: in that relationship with an addiction that she used to blame then him for doing all these
1: yeah, things. Yeah, and she said, I used to, you know, I used to, you know, then have to go fix it and make amends with the kids and make excuses for him And she's like, I did that, you know, I, I hid it, I covered it up, I pretended it wasn't there, I made yeah. excuses for it, you know. And she's like, I stopped doing it, yeah. you know. He'd come and have a blow up with the kids and I didn't go fix it anymore.
0: That was on him.
1: Yeah, it was his, like responsibility. his responsibility. So she's like, and that was, you know, that upset the whole program <laughs> of routine. Of being so dream. realizing
0: that she was playing a part in that program, in that dream.
1: She was agreeing to dance in a, you know, codependent, supportive way. It's like, yes, I'm going to f- try and fix and make amends, you know, after you mess things up. And we'll, so we can do it again, as opposed yeah. to saying, why are you doing that? Yeah. And no, I'm not going to play the role you want me to play. So anyways. So I was like, yeah. So, you know, then then I'm thinking about this afterwards and I'm seeing all these stories go through my head of blaming about the relationship and my job and what I didn't like about my life and how it was everybody's fault. You know, it was one of those and I heard her voice from the <laughs> a couple of days before. It's like, What's my half? Yeah. What am I doing?
0: What role am I playing in this dream? Yeah. I'm taking part in it.
1: I ch- I chose to be in that relationship. I chose to be in that career where I burned out. I chose to stay when the relationship was bad, and I kept doing the dance and doing the dance, and doing the same cycles. I I I mean, I was like, you know, the the narrative story of the judge I was dreaming from and the victim was you 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 you've done this to me. Yeah, and, you need to change. And you I, need to fix this somewhere. That seed of couldn't do the lies anymore. What's the truth? What's my half? I was like, I started to look inward and go, what am I doing? Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sitting here whining, complaining, judging. And I created this. (laughs) I put myself in that relationship. I stayed. I did. You know, I'm responsible for my life. What? (laughs) And it felt like horrendous, like this pain. Mm. of kind of remorse. And the the difference was I didn't go into judgment about my decisions. I didn't go into another one of those character mm. uh, or victim about having made the choice. I could feel the consequence of, kind of like in a way of remorse, well, yeah. oh, this isn't what I wanted. But I didn't go jump into the next being dreamt by what a character Voice in my head would say about it. That's
0: terrible. Why didn't you do it differently? Why didn't you? Yeah,
1: I'm so stupid. And what an idiot you are. And, you know. You should
0: have gotten out of that sooner. Why didn't you see this? Why didn't you? Mm -hmm.
1: You know, or, oh, I'm not going to do that. My hero kind of, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it this way next time. This is what I really want kind of princess fairy tale story. It's like, Those are just different dreams. No, I stayed out of those dreams, I don't know how, luckily, long enough, because she's like, I won't do the lies anymore. So I wasn't jumping to another story. What's the truth? Own it. That responsibility was the difference. I was like, I took responsibility for my experience in my life, and I sat with it. So so I've voided the trap of jumping into these other narratives, dreams, and was then i had the realization just same as you described of like oh if i created this i can create something different and i saw it as this possibility but it it came with a sense of power i can create something different i don't i got to figure out how i don't know yet yeah but I know that I can, because if I did this, this is the dream of my life. This is the internal stories and emotional cycles and relationship. I know something's else possible. I got to figure it out how how to do it.
0: Yeah. So that was a bigger awakening. And I like, yeah, what you're saying, that's staying with the truth of it instead of jumping into the next story about it. Yeah. But just like sitting with that uncomfortable truth and let it trickle in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was the difference, not jumping to another thought about it. Mm. It's like sit with it. Yeah. And then and then the intent was okay, if I created this, I want to create something different. I want to be happy no matter what. And I just put it at the top priority. This was my intent, commitment. Like, I wanna be happy in my life no matter what. It's more important than the relationship I'm in. It's yeah. more I wanna be with myself, my job, my career, money, because it's like I don't know I, have kind of mastery over this emotional game yeah and my brain's choices and the thoughts in there and the emotional cycles i do you know no job is going to be satisfying or relationship's going to be satisfying like this this stuff all needs to fit within that container instead of like the relationship being the answer and that will make my brain work better my thoughts work better my emotions work better so that became number one and then so with that intent, like I felt it through every cell in my body, like this is what I want. Yeah. And I met Miguel like two weeks later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Showing up as an answer to that intent.
1: It could be, you know. Yep. <laughs> that's that's an interesting coincidence, not a coincidence. Yep. Yeah, I was ready. Right. Yeah. So okay, we'll start, I put I put I put an intent in place. Yeah yeah then then the, then the world was going to line up and my dream was going to go that way however it was
0: so okay good i think we've given an overview an idea of what the unconscious dream looks like like this is you as the unconscious dreamer this is how the dream is dreaming you and how you're jumping between dreams and this is what it could look like when you awaken and realize Mm-hmm. okay you're dreaming and i've created this dream somehow and i can change it so i am I'm, I'm curious to dive into like okay so then becoming that conscious dreamer what does that look like because to me that's not just one level that adventure <laughs> that game just goes on and on and hundred, on and on
1: 100 level video game yeah
0: and in the beginning i think i have this idea of you know <clears throat> Um, awakening and then you're there Uh, or you become the conscious dreamer and you are the conscious dreamer but it's like for me now it's oh that's the most fun skill that you can just grow and expand into and learn new nuances of so that is it's just this big field big video game with 100 levels that you can uh, go in different directions with depending on what what you feel called to what intrigues you
1: i think i think i comes to mind is so you wake up (laughs) <laughs> your mind is still doing the same things. Yeah. So, so there is this whole set of belief systems to unwind. Yes. That keep wanting to pull you back and have you dream there. Yeah. You know, that want to pull you back in the matrix of those stories. And so you're awake, but it keeps pulling you to sleep and be in automatic dreamt mode. Yeah. And so then it becomes the matter of waking up from each one of those, breaking it, changing it. Yeah. Uh, dissolving it, whatever you want to talk about, breaking the the habits of your unconscious mind dreaming you. So you can be awake and present.
0: And this is for me when you move into the hunter identity. And I'm just going to refer back to podcast episode number one, where I kind of cover this, the whole journey from the victim to the hunter, to the dreamer, to the artist of your life. So this kind of, you need to move into that hunter mode, out of the victim into the hunter and just... Hunt these dreams, hunt these beliefs, and take them apart yeah so that's that's part of it, but
1: you want to talk about from hunting to dreaming
0: yes, exactly, okay. because what I more want to focus on is okay, then when you move, why isn't hunting enough <laughs> like isn't like why would you want to move from hunting to dreaming and add the kind of the dreaming skills? what do they add to this? To your skills, to your potential of living happy, living a happy life, living yeah, your is, full potential. Yeah, is just
1: hunting and dissolving this old belief system enough? Exactly. No. <laughs> be boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. What are some of the consequences of staying in the hunter all the time? To me, it's like you're, you're applying all the skepticism to your inner world and to the world, huh? to the external world. And if you're staying in that, you're just, that's your only skill of applying skepticism. (laughs) Is this true? Is this really true? And that's what I see with a lot of people in, you know, in the self-mastery community and moving through our courses, like they've done the self-mastery course one, and they're like, they are battling with then who am I? Like, I can't trust this voice. I can't trust that voice. I can't trust all these character voices. What can I trust? Like, what is me?
1: Which is another story dream.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, of confusion and fear about.
0: Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's also a question with the with, with core, with, a, with substance to it. Because it's if you're shifting your identity out of all these old dreams and characters that you, you used to think were you, yeah, then who am I? Like asked with that curiosity,
1: it, with integrity. Yes. Yeah, not fear and confusion, but with yeah. integrity. Like, who am I? What? I prefer the question, "What am I?" Yeah. You know, it's like who is a person? Who's a, you know, but a what? It's like, oh, that's a wider plate, wider, wider buffet. Oh yes. Of and now we're
0: inviting the conscious dreamer <laughs> into the for me up on the stage. When you ask it that way, what am I? Because now. So let's return back
1: to that. (laughs) Does does this relate to the title of the podcast, Uncover You? (laughs) Oh, so much.
0: (laughs) So much. Because to me, you is so much more about what you are than who you are also. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's, and you and what you are exist underneath all these old layers I I usually talk about it that way. That's not something, that's not somewhere you need to go. That's not something you need to learn to discover. It's
1: N- nothing you need to become.
0: No, nothing you need to find. <laughs> it's not over there, somewhere else at a distance that you need to travel to to find you. No, it's like, it's about taking apart the layers on top of it and realizing what you are not.
1: Rumi's quote, you don't, yours is not to you know, seek love, but only remove all the obstacles to, Yes. to experience
0: love. Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of coming back to what I started before you pulled me back a few steps and we started talking about the unconscious dreaming, but here it, these, all these different levels of, okay, now you can start first dreaming yourself outside of the old program. And that's the kind of who am I question. If I'm not that identity and if I'm not the victim and if I'm not the hero, I'm not the fixture, I'm not the princess, who am I? Um, what kind of program, what kind of set of beliefs do I want to live by? And what kind of persona in the world do I want to be free to move in and out, in and out of like different expressions and, and different roles of, of a parent, of a, Of a child, of a a colleague, of a partner, of a spouse, of, of a friend. You know, all these different things that I want to move in and out of. So that's the who. But then there's the more. There's the dreaming yourself outside of your thinking mind. And that's more the question for me. What am I? It's okay. If all this dreaming is going on inside of my mind... Is there a dream happening outside of it? Like, how far out from it can I dream? Like, do I have to stay within the frame of the thinking mind?
1: Take take that out of the abstract. Give me an example.
0: <sighs> That's good. For me, it's what I do in my dreaming practice, which we could call my meditation practice, for yeah. example. Yeah. So when I sit down and it takes me, you know, some days it takes me five minutes, some days it takes me an hour to get out of my thinking mind, to Uh just like sort through the different layers of the thoughts that show up. Oh, um, after this, I'm going to go do, uh, I'm going to go work on this today. Or, oh, I need to remember to call this person and all the different things that's going on in there and sinking through the layer and becoming aware of Just me as presence, me as awareness, Mm. me as consciousness. So then I don't find myself in the thinking mind anymore. And I realize is the only way I'm existing thinking through thinking. No, you ain't. And I'm saying that now with words, but that's something that's an exploration that you need to do for yourself.
1: You feel it. You feel you it. You feel it, yeah. aware of yourself as a presence. Yes. And, a, and, and I like the word force. Yes. Aliveness.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you realize, I realize, do I exist without thinking? Yes. That that after some exploration, after some <laughs> trial and error, like, yes, I do i I'm still here, I'm still aware of myself, even if I don't have a thought. that's not what my existence is based on
1: in your and your awareness of yourself without thought. how then do you I'm trying to think what perceive this thing that's thinking? we'll call it the mind that's thinking exactly. you perceive it as separately. What's that?
0: something that cannot be put into words we can give it a word we can call it the observer we could call it awareness we could call it consciousness but there's something that can perceive also the thinking because we're so used to perceiving everything around us and then we start turning that observer eye inward and we start observing our thinking our emotions our physical sensations And then when you start asking yourself, well, if I can observe that, then I'm not that. There must be someone observing that. And then you become curious about who is that? Who is the observer of all that? And then I like to do a little nifty trick where you then turn your attention 180 degrees around. You turn your attention around and instead of being the one observing Observing the thoughts, observing the emotions. You turn that attention around. It's like the race of the sun going outward out to the earth, and you like bring the race of the sun back into the sun. And it's you let your attention rest with that observer
1: awareness of with aware- the awareness. Awareness of awareness. Yeah. With,
0: yes, yeah. awareness of awareness.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you have fun when you take your Beyond the Mind meditation course students do that like i'm gonna do this today with them
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes i love uh, um, doing this exploration for myself i mean that's 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 what i do and i love taking people through it because it's such i see important step for people who are curious about this about curious about experiencing themselves then more than their old program more than their thinking mind. And when they have that, not just as an idea, not as a concept, not as a theory that they can intellectualize, that they can understand, but actually have the direct experience of it,
1: mm.
0: it shifts your whole perception. Okay. Now you've shifted your identity out from your thinking mind and into something else. And that gives you a whole other playground. <laughs> To change also the programming in the mind from.
1: Yeah. So, so when you, you shift into that, let's call it awareness. Yeah. A, how do you then see the mind? What does the mind look like from that perspective? And then what are these possibilities that you say, yeah, let's go do that. Or let's, how does the way you dream change? Or, or what changes in, you say, it got these possibilities. Because okay. you're dreaming, or I mean, we'll call it beyond the mind.
0: Yes. Outs-
1: outside the, the limited field of what we've been programmed with. Yes. So how's the mind look? And then where do you... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, yes, uh, the, and this is hard to put into words, but I'm going to try and give an example because... So, th- But then I want to compare it with, like, okay, so before... When, when dreaming inside the mind, looking at the mind from inside the mind often looks something like this. Oh, my mind is doing this. I need to change it. Oh, my mind is being judgmental. My mind is uh, beating me up today. That's terrible. Um, I need to practice more meditation. I need to practice more gratitude. I need to do more work. That's from, if I'm observing my mind inside From inside my mind, that's what that looks like—a
1: bunch of narrative stories.
0: Yes, about about all the things I should do, shouldn't do, and what the mind is doing. Yes, about
1: doing your self work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of shoulds and musts and have tos. Yeah, when shifting out and dreaming from awareness, experiencing from awareness, and then from that point of view. Observing the mind. It's just with this appreciation. And. Unconditional love for it. With whatever it's doing. It's. Thoughts and stories. And I can see this. The mind as this dream machine. Mm -hmm. As the storyteller. Oh now it's telling this story. Oh it's telling this story. And it's just this. Appreciation of it as a creation from that same divine consciousness as everything else has been created from. So it's this, not run by it by a, but observing it instead, and from there, there's just acceptance.
1: You even have a need... Well, well, and it sounds like it's lacking any story of need to go change it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which, paradoxically enough, <laughs> makes it a lot easier for it to change.
1: Yeah, because you you can't change these things with the same consciousness they were created with. So, yeah, you have to to really... Like, and this is why it's such a good course, the Beyond the Mind course, after the self-mastery work, is to you get into that other consciousness, which makes all the self-mastery work like accelerate.
0: Yes. Yeah. So let me mention that a bit. I mean, that's what I saw in my own process on my own journey after realizing, understanding the, the characters, after understanding how our beliefs were set in place, after understanding the emotional part of all that and learning how to find the unconscious beliefs and take apart some of them through recapitulation, through skepticism, kind of starving them, the old programs with shifting the perspective into gratitude, with releasing stored emotions, you know, all the different ways that the skills in that toolbox of the self mastery. I found myself still a lot stuck in the mind, like in the identification with the mind. Yeah. So, still jumping between these different stories, these different dreams, as you described. And a lot of them had turned so much more, so much nicer than before. They were there was this hunter, this spiritual warrior kind of character that yeah. wanted to do this work and wanted to change. And, you know, we're going to go on this quest and we're going to have a great life from doing that, which was much more, you know, empowering than the old victim story. And so there were other characters that were a lot more comfortable, a lot more fun to be in their dreams than the old ones. But I could sense that... Because I've had the experiences when going to the power journey to Mexico to Teotihuacan, for example, Mm -hmm. where I've had experiences of myself outside of the mind Mm -hmm. as consciousness, I knew the difference. It's like, now I'm back in the mind and I'm having a hard time getting out of there. Like I'm jumping between different point of views in there. And yes, the hunter is nice. The warriors nice. And this, this grateful new Eva character, she's really nice too. But I could sense that it's still the mind. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I had this deep desire, this longing to operate more daily. Yeah. from somewhere else to shift that identity completely, like not thinking, not believing that I was what the mind was telling me that I was, but instead having this felt sense of being something beyond the mind.
1: So you, you felt that at first in those, those power journeys? Yes. Those trips those to Mexico. And two, so two questions. there's there's a thing where you can you step out and you have an awareness of the mind and you see it like we talked about that awakening yeah and but then there's a growth because for, for me that I didn't turn the lens on an awareness of what I am that's outside the mind mm-hmm. and stories at that point that would happen later to like I was outside long enough and experiencing myself separate from the mind long enough that I started to notice, Oh yeah. What am I?
0: Yeah.
1: So what was that transition? And then what did you go do (laughs) to go make that your kind of like default or access it at any time, all the time?
0: Give me a little more detail. What was the transition? Like, tell me more about what you're wondering there. The first question. What was the transition? Tell me more.
1: Yeah, you go, you you go, you you awaken from the mind.
0: Yes. You're outside watching experiences.
1: But you maybe, and I think I'm I'm speaking from my experience, like there's not an awareness of yourself as separate. You don't turn and look at that lens on yourself necessarily Mm -hmm. so much initially or the first time or the first flashes of it. You know, to like, oh, what am am I that created all those dreams and lived inside there? You know, what was that process to kind of become aware of this?
0: The increments of getting out there to that perspective.
1: You described Mm -hmm. now, now you have the mechanics and you're beyond the mind course where you take people through it. Yeah. You weren't guided with this (laughs) step-by-step process. You just...
0: Yeah. So you got yourself there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I I took the machete Mm -hmm. and I I I trailblazed my (laughs) way (laughs) through the jungle. uh, Is is the quick answer to that? Yeah. It was an exploration. I mean, having that experience in Mexico, for example, on the journeys on the retreats there, made me long for more. So I went out. And then, you know, from being the kind of skeptic, analytical, never been in the spiritual world, I like kind of dove right into all that. So everything that was out there became interesting, all the teachers and 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 gurus. And I started taking classes and courses and just reading and practicing and trying things out and seeing what clicked to, to have me get there. So it was a lot of meditation practices but what ultimately made it work for me <laughs> was a few different things that I kind of narrowed it down to that I kind that crystallized themselves out of that, and I could probably name them on like on one hand or something like that. So yeah. Like these are the important parts of it. And
1: these, these the, the elements and skills and practices yes, that, that came together.
0: Exactly. So there were a few by like. By accident? In a way. Because you
1: didn't have a map.
0: No, I did not have a map. And that worked for me because yeah. I realized there was a lot of things out there and some of them worked for some people and, and other things for other people. And they were having all these experiences. But I realized also that I had, had an analytical mind. My mind mm-hmm. is where I went as my safe place. That's where I felt safe, where I felt in control, where I made sense of the world. where I went. So my mind was not really willing to give up that role <laughs> <laughs> because it it believed that it had kept me safe. So it's like, no, if if we're going to go on this journey. So it's kind of like a yeah. little bit don't,
1: of a... Don't go to conscious awareness. Stay in analysis.
0: Yes. <laughs> but it was... It, so instead of fighting that, I made it an agreement with my mind of like taking it on board on the journey because at that point I had developed uh, a relationship with my mind and with the different characters and with Mm -hmm. my unconscious where I could go in and have conversations and I and they were like, uh, don't, no, where are you going now? What's gonna happen to us? We're gonna die, we're gonna like you won't be safe. Uh, world the world won't this be is, safe. Yeah, you won't this be is able crazy. to navigate. This yes. Is,
1: yeah, you'll become yeah.
0: So I realized that for the mind to feel safe.
1: Just kind of the normal reaction of the ego mind when you go yeah. expand into consciousness yeah. in the spirit world.
0: And I know there's a lot of um, techniques or practices or schools or, or whatever you want to call it out there. This kind, of, Just kind of like don't engage with the mind. Don't engage with the mind. Just keep your eye on the target. So, like, just keep your attention <laughs> on awareness. Just keep, like, ignore the mind. Don't engage with it. Like, don't look at it even but I realized I needed a different approach, which was in a way bringing the mind on the journey because I realized in my experiences from being in consciousness, from being, experiencing myself as awareness, there were no judgments about the mind. So I knew that if I went into judgment about the mind, I'm in the mind.
1: Yeah, because all of that, don't, don't engage with it, treats it as if it's a problem instead exactly. of like a, you can use it as a resource.
0: That's, at least that's how it worked for me. Yeah. Um, that, that's the trap it set up for me. So I realized I need a process where the mind can understand what we're doing and where I'm taking it on board. So where I'm bringing it on the journey. So that means giving it a map, giving it images and pictures to understand what we're practicing and why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. So when I started like kind of crystallize what worked for me, for example, one thing that is usually like the big favorite chapter in Beyond the Mind for people Mm -hmm. is the one where we practice shifting between the narrow focus and the open focus. And... You might have heard that before and people talking about open space meditations and, you know, focusing on space instead of matter, focusing on the silence between things and, and all of that. But that wasn't enough guidance for me. <laughs> I needed to know how the heck you got there. So I started breaking it down into something that I could, that my mind could relate to something I you know, you do with your eyes when you're zooming in on one detail with your eyes, yeah, and then shifting from that zoomed-in vision out into kind of daydream so, eyes. So you
1: you took that kind of like general practice, and you're like, you you took your analytical mind with you and said, "What is happening here? How's it changing my brain? How's each yeah. shift in focus?" And changing? what's the mechanics yeah, what's behind the mechanics, yeah.
0: shifting out of it? Yeah. And then like really made it detailed like that and playing with it. So there are some things in there that I then, of course, put in the Beyond the Mind course. And I mean, the whole reason that I created the Beyond the Mind course was that I have this (laughs) inspiration to share what I've discovered with others. Because I know that there are more people out there like me longing to experience themselves beyond their mind. And even if they've started doing the self-mastery work, and I could see that they were at the same place that I was. Like, okay, I understand this. I'm hunting it. I'm taking it apart. And now what? Like, there's more. There's now where do I go? Where do I put my attention? Is there more to me than this? And if all these are characters, then then what am I?
1: Well, and it's... And it's a tremendous value because it, a lot of the resistance about, oh, this is scary and what's going to happen, because all these beliefs are there, kind of, they think they're all helping us and protecting us, and they're like, we're afraid we do you know, go off without them, you know, but it, like what you're describing is you're giving them a way to like, no, this is a safe place. It's fine to be as consciousness. From that point of view, you don't get cooked into the fears So it's like all of this accelerates that whole self-mastery journey.
0: Oh, Yes. And that was what I realized for me too. And then bringing more and more clients into that of, oh, when you have more unidentified with your mind, which happens when you start having the experience, the direct experience of yourself as awareness, as consciousness, because then you know that you feel the difference. (laughs) That's the dream of the mind. And this is me beyond the mind. I can observe my mind from there. So thank you for diving into this topic together with us today. This conversation will continue in episode 17 that will be out next week. Gary and I will continue this conversation and even dive even deeper into stories about our own experience with having dreaming experiences for the first time and how our mind resisted that and also give you some practical ways of practicing your dreaming skills and remember that you're dreaming throughout your day. I hope to see you next week again. Until then, take good care of you. Thank you for listening. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.